Happy Easter. The Lord is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. We are so glad to see you all. We missed you. We missed you. We weren't here last year, and we all were sort of climbing into our own little tombs last uh, March and April, and now here we are. We have made our way out, and we are on the beach again. We have been doing this for over 50 years, and so thankful that uh, life is uh, returning a little bit back to normal, and we get to proclaim the risen Christ uh, with each other and in public. So we thank you for your presence with us. We are uh, from Church of the Palms in Sarasota here on the corner of Bee Ridge and Lockwood Ridge Roads. And we are delighted to be able to host this uh, time of worship together with you. And we hope that you will find this to be a time when you are renewed in your faith and discover once again the risen Christ in your life. You can always Find us online, churchofthepalms.org, and we'd love to have you come and visit us on campus, even today if you want, you know, maybe one worship service isn't enough, so, uh, and we, we do have the heater on back at the campus, so you can come and join us at 9, 10, and 11 o'clock, we'll be there, and as well uh, throughout the week, we have a wonderful uh, program and ministry, including our Palm Center and opportunities for you to engage in well-being of body mind and spirit come join us for uh wonderful things like yoga and exercise classes and tai chi and we have a great women's retreat coming up on april the 24th be still and be well and we would love to have you join us and that will be a great time of stimulation again for body mind and spirit come volunteer at our food pantry we hand out food every day five days a week to about 100 families throughout each day. So come and join us for that. We are so grateful for our Easter Sunrise team that have make all this thing happen. Ray Backage and Ethan Howell and Bob Ludica, Lori Haas. And uh, we are especially thankful for our youth who are here and are handing, will be hand, have been handing out bulletins and will be collecting the offering a little bit later on. So would you give all those people a big round of applause for all of what they are doing? Yay, 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 yay. Have you not known, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. Let us worship God. Breaks the power of sin and darkness. This love is mighty and so much stronger. The King of glory, the King above all kings. Who shakes the whole earth, 
With a holy thunder Who leaves us breathless In awe and wonder The King of glory The King above all kings This is amazing grace This is unfailing love that you would take my place That you would bear my cross You would lay down your life That I would be set free Oh, oh, Jesus I sing for All that you've done for me Brings our chaos back into order Who makes an orphan a son and daughter The King of glory, the King of glory Who rules the nations with truth and justice Shines like the sun in all of its brilliance The King of glory King above all kings. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You would lay down your life. That I would be set free Oh, oh, Jesus, I sing for All that you've done for me Let this be our prayer this morning Worthy is the Lamb who was slain Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worthy. Worthy, worthy, this is amazing grace. This is unfailing love that you would take my place, that you would bear my cross, you would lay down your life that I would be set free oh, oh Jesus I sing for all that you've done for me
Let us pray. The Lord is risen, hallelujah. The Lord is risen indeed. Great and glorious God, the disciples gathered long ago on the Sea of Tiberias and met Jesus on the beach. On this Easter morning, we thank you for gathering us here on the beach to celebrate our risen Lord. Meet us here in our hearts and minds, O Lord, and give us your peace and hope in this world. Make us alive by your Holy Spirit so we may proclaim your good news of eternal and abundant life. Glory to you, O God, on this day. You won victory over death, raising Jesus from the grave and giving us eternal life. Glory to you, O Christ, for us, for our salvation, you overcame death and opened the gate to everlasting life. Glory to you, O Holy Spirit, you lead us into the truth. Glory to you, O blessed Trinity, now and forever. Amen. Now, please be seated if you're standing. And hear the good news. The gospel according to Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He had been raised. He is not here. Look, there is a place they laid him, but go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb for terror and amazement and seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I was buried beneath my shame Who could carry that kind of weight It was my turn Till I met you I was breathing You call my name 
Sarah Soboleski. I'm the director of outreach and families at Church of the Palms. We read in 1 John, and this is his command to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. At Church of the Palms, our mission is to love God and to love neighbor. You can learn more about how we are living into that mission by visiting us at our website or connecting with us on Facebook or YouTube. But I wanted to share with you this morning that one of the big ways we feel that God is calling us to love our neighbor is to be a good neighbor to our actual neighbors. And so we serve alongside one another to serve and love our neighbors in real and meaningful ways. And we do this by tutoring. We've had a tutoring ministry for decades, uh, and it's a wonderful opportunity to serve. We tutor hundreds of kids every week, uh, and that has continued throughout COVID over Zoom. 
As Pastor Steve mentioned, we also feeds, feed hundreds of families every single day, and that continue, continued throughout the pandemic. Pre-COVID, we were mentoring children at Wilkinson Elementary, reading to first graders. It is the best part-time job, I'll tell you what. And it has continued during COVID to look like trying to serve that first grade teaching team in any way that we can, sending them parties in boxes, doing their busy work from home. We also host Day of Hope every year. We did host it in 2020 and we will again in 2021. And Day of Hope, if you're not familiar with it, provides school children in our community with the supplies they need to start school on the right foot and also with medical checks to make sure that they're starting school healthy. And Church of the Palms collaborates with mission partners in Sarasota and all around the world. And a lot of that work focuses on children, on their mental and physical wellness, as well as nurturing in them a lifelong relationship with Christ. So during the next worship song, there will be buckets handed around by our students in which you can place an offering. And I just wanted to assure you that when you give this morning, you can know that your contributions will be designated to be used in support of this work of loving our neighbors well. Let us pray. Almighty God, in the Easter sunrise, we are reminded how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. So we ask, Father, that you would multiply these gifts, that they might bring food to the hungry, support to the suffering, and love to the lonely. We ask this, Father, so that everyone who is touched by this offering would feel your love and care for them, and that you would be glorified through Christ, our risen Lord. Amen. Oh, 
bids me come and die and find that I may truly live. Oh, the wonderful cross, oh, the wonderful cross, all who gather here by grace draw. so much to Justin and the band. Let's give them another round of applause. Look at the sun just starting to lighten the sky. It is so, so beautiful and it is my great joy to be here today with you all. Let us pray together. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for this beautiful place on Lido Beach on this glorious day. Roll away the stone and anything that might prevent us from hearing and receiving the good news you intend for each one of us on this day. In our risen Lord's name we pray, amen. So George Thompson went on a vacation to the Middle East with most of his family, including his mother-in-law. While they were visiting in Jerusalem, his mother-in-law unexpectedly died. 
With the death certificate in hand, George went to the American consulate office to make arrangements to send the body back to the States for a proper burial. The consul told George that this is really expensive to do, to send this body all the way across the sea. It could cost up to $5,000. The consul advised him, really most people just bury the body here because it will only cost $150. And George thought about that for a few moments and he thought, no, I don't care what it costs. Just send the body back, please. The consul was moved by this kind gesture, given the difference in price, and he said so to George, and he goes, you must have really loved your mother-in-law so much. And George said, no, it's not really that. You see, I know of a case a long time ago where someone was buried in Jerusalem. On the third day, he rose from the dead, and I just can't take that chance. Ha ha. You see, I can make that joke because I too am a mother-in-law. Not only am I a mother-in-law and a grandmother, but I am a woman. I have been a female most, no, all of my life. So I can tell you without any hesitation that these women at the empty tomb did not stay silent. Oh, they talked about it. We talked. This is not to say that I can't keep a confidence, because of course I can and I do all the time. But for the processing of events, emotions, and sometimes husbands or partners, we talk. I once trained for a full marathon with one of my best friends, and we talked during every mile of our training regimen. That is over 400 training and talking miles. So I have no doubt that Mary Magdalene, Mary, and Salome shared the good news of Jesus being raised from the dead. Our gospel writer Mark also knew that the word got out or he wouldn't have had a gospel to write. There is no gospel and no Christianity without the resurrection of Jesus. You may notice in your Bibles that there are an additional 12 verses called the longer ending of Mark. Now these verses work much like a Hallmark movie, tying everything up into a neat little bow. The only problem is, is that there is close to universal agreement among biblical scholars that someone other than Mark wrote those verses later. So why in the world would Mark end his gospel with these faithful women running away in terror and amazement without saying anything to anyone? We would expect them to claim to the disciples and to everyone they encountered, our Lord is risen. He is risen from the dead just as he said he would. Maybe. Mark's ending is connected with the upside-down nature of the gospel, which is usually the opposite of what you would expect. You know, to be the greatest of all, you have to be the servant of all. Out of death, God brings life. Out of darkness, God brings light. It makes me think of that word shard, S-H-A-R-D, when you think of a shard, what do you think of? I think of glass. 
we have discovered in our house that if you drop a glass on, a on the tile, it shatters into a million pieces after a glass has been broken in our kitchen, regardless of how many times we have swept and vacuumed. A shard of glass is always waiting to be discovered by some unsuspecting barefoot. So I wasn't expecting to find this word shard to describe light. A rabbi from the 16th century wrote a midrash, which is a poem or a story based on a biblical text. In describing the creation story, Rabbi Isaac Luria wrote that God planned to put sparks of light into everything. This holy light was stored in a vessel, but it was so strong the vessel broke into a million little pieces. Then God, God had a brilliant idea. God decided to make people, people who have a purpose, people who are meant to find the shards of light to bring them together and restore the shattered vessel, thereby repairing the world. When these women went to the dark tomb, they were not expecting any shard of light. They were not expecting a risen Jesus. They were deep in grief over this unimaginable loss. You see, they were close followers of Jesus. Mark tells us they used to provide for Jesus when he was in Galilee. Before Mary Magdalene met him, her soul was torn apart by seven demons. This man was their savior, and now he was dead. We know they were expecting a dead Jesus because they set out for the tomb with their burial spices. Anointing a body was a sign of love, devotion, and respect. Bringing spices to the tomb would be like bringing flowers to a grave today, but only more personable. Well, one mark of a civilized people are the rituals that we follow for the deceased. As far as we can tell, great traditions have existed since the beginning of time for people to care for and remember their loved ones who have died. During Jesus' time, Roman tombs often featured stone couches that extended outward from the front of the tomb on either side of the main entrance. These couches were used in the Roman custom of feasting with the dead. On the anniversaries of deaths and on certain holidays, Romans went to the tombs to eat and drink. Because the deceased were once believed to participate in this, this exchange, food and drink was brought for them as well. Romans called these meals refrigeria because they were believed to be refreshing for both the living and the dead. I kind of like this idea. I can imagine packing a picnic basket and spreading out a blanket on a nice piece of grass in the shade, right near my parents' grave. You know, cemeteries are usually beautiful. They are well tended with lovely plants and flowers and trees. Well, wouldn't you know it, my parents have decided to be cremated and they have already purchased their niche in the columbarium in their church in Reno, Nevada. It makes me think of all those years my mother made me go to church with her. If I wanted to be with her, I was going to be in church. Even if I didn't want to be with her, I was going to be in church. 
While there were certainly some days during my teenage years when I did not want to wake up and go to our small town Montana church, most of the time I really didn't hate it. You see, those bankers and farmers and dentists and waitresses introduced me to Jesus. They surrounded me with care and with a great sense of belonging to something bigger than I was myself or even my small immediate family. I actually gelled with these people like a piece of canned fruit in a molded jello salad served in one of our many potlucks in the church basement. I don't know what your experience of jello may be, so allow me to explain. There is form to a jello mold, but it is not rigid. It is designed to move and shake with laughter and with suffering. You can even wiggle out of it for a season, but there is always room to jump right back in. So it's fitting, I suppose, for my mom to actually be interred in the church someday. The church has been both the foundation and the bookends of her life with a lot of joyful shards of light shared in between. So I guess if I'm going to visit her after she dies, I can visit her in a church. But if we are listening to Mark's gospel today, we're not supposed to be camping out with the dead anyway. Just as the women kept their distance while Jesus was dying on the cross, most of us usually do all we can to keep a little distance between us and death, don't we? For ourselves, we try to stay healthy, to eat well, and to work out. We are very careful, all in an effort to keep death somewhere over there. Over 30 years as a congregational rabbi, Harold Kushner wrote that he had seen many people come to the end of their lives. He has held their hands and prayed with them. He has seen courage, love, and humor in the face of death. One important thing he learned was that most people are not afraid of dying. They are afraid of not having lived. And I wonder, I wonder if these women running away from the empty tomb are actually leading us to a life that matters. Perhaps Mark's ending is purposefully not a conclusion, but rather an invitation. Maybe Mark believed that this story isn't over yet, so he wrote an open ending to his gospel in order to invite all of us to jump in and take our part in continuing it. The angel told the women, Jesus is not here. He's been raised from the dead. Don't waste your time in this place of death. Go, go meet your living Lord in Galilee. Well, it turns out Galilee isn't anything special. It's just an ordinary place with ordinary people living ordinary lives. Sounds like wherever home is, doesn't it? Yet this is the place where we bump into the living Lord. This is the place where we get to participate in writing the end of Mark's gospel. Every time we share a shard of light to push back somebody's darkness, Jesus is there 
and we find ourselves living a life that matters as we repair the world. In response to Rabbi Luria's midrash, Jane Zalbin wrote a children's book called Light. She wrote, people searched far and wide for shards of light. They spied pieces sparkling on blades of grass, shimmering on sea kale, and glistening on insect wings. They saw the light in animals' loving eyes. They discovered it in each other, and sometimes in themselves. Whenever people found the light, they felt contentment, joy, and peace. When they shared it with one another, there was no more hate, hunger, fear, or war. Many shards are still to be discovered. The world is incomplete and far from perfect, but as long as people are searching for the pieces of light, finding them and putting them back together, then there is hope. So here we are, with the most important story of our lives to finish, Will we jump in and finish well? When terror and amazement render us silent at times, what are we left with? Perhaps just a gentle touch, or soft eyes, or a warm smile, or a kind gesture, just a spark of light to dispel the darkness. In his book, It Was on Fire When I Lay Down on It, Robert Fulgham shared a story about a man who grew up in a remote village in Greece during World War II. One day, the boy found the broken pieces of a mirror from a German motorcycle that had been wrecked. He tried to put all the pieces of the mirror back together so he could have it all one big piece, but it was impossible, so he only kept the largest piece, smoothing the sharp edges on a stone. The boy began to play with it as a toy, and he became fascinated that he could reflect light into dark places where the sun could never shine. As he became a man, he grew to understand that this was not just a child's game, but a metaphor of what he could do with his life. How he could live a life that matters. He came to understand that he was not the light or the source of the light, but somehow this light needed him to reflect it. Friends, do not be dismayed by the darkness and the brokenness of the world. All things break and all things can be mended, not with, not with time, not with time, as they say, but with intention. So go, go to your Galilee, live intentionally, extravagantly, unconditionally. The broken world and our living Lord are waiting with those in the darkness for the shard of the light that you bring. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, thank you for being the light. Thank you for sending the light into our dark and broken world. 
Thank you, Lord, for saving a space just for us in heaven and for creating a pathway for us to be with you for all of eternity. We cannot contain our joy because Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Please stand and sing Amazing Grace together. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. It's grace that's all my heart to fear And grace my fears relieve How precious did that grace appear The hour I first believed My chains are gone I've been set free My God, my Savior Has ransomed me And like a flood His mercy reigns Unending love Amazing Promise good to me is worth my hope secures. He will my shield and portion be as long as life endures. My chains are gone. Been set free, my God, my Savior has ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace. My chains are gone. My chains are gone. Been set free, my God, my Savior has ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing.
And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make her face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you curiosity and kindness so that you might share your shard of light wherever you go. Amen. <laughs>